I don't honestly think that soca music <laughs> or things that are really, really fast tempo are what you want to have to help bring somebody's heart rate down when they are in your clinical space. However, it can still be used to bring comfort and help to build rapport between the caregiver and the client, right? Really takes away the fear that they might have in that moment and bring them to the here and now and keep them present with you in the room. And so it helps to, to really create that warm atmosphere that is usually absent from these clinical spaces. Welcome to another episode of The Irreplaceable Dental Assistant. And as usual, I have a treat for you today. My guest is coming all the way from Trinidad and Tobago. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, Martina. Thank Please. you so much, Heather. <laughs> this is Mar Martina Chow Antoine, and she is a music therapist. Please tell my audience a little bit about you and what you bring to the world. Thank you for that warm welcome, Heather. Uh, so as you said, I'm a music therapist and that means that I use music to help. I use, I use music uh, in the field of therapy and, and that means that I look at clinical goals that clients are trying to achieve and I use evidence-based uh, methods and music interventions to help them be a better version of themselves. Okay. That sounds like progressive fun. <laughs> and what I mean by that <laughs> It is. <laughs> it actually is usually, well, most times it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I can't think of music and not bring a smile to my face. And Mm -hmm. The fact that you're going to use it to help people to heal, to improve, it's a win-win situation. Exactly. I tell a lot of my, my colleagues, my family, friends, anybody who I meet, it's a job, but it's not a job. For me, it's more of a vocation because I enjoy it. I enjoy making music with my clients. I enjoy seeing them go from one step to the next. Um, it's a very rewarding career to be in. I can believe that. And, you know, when you find something to do in life that brings you that level of fulfillment and pays the bills, oh my gosh. Oh, what yeah. could you ask? <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's <laughs> perfect. So, yeah. Martina, what, how would you define music therapy? What exactly is music therapy? Okay. So, as I, I explained a bit of it, it's the, the clinical use of music to help work and achieve clinical goals that have been set by a team. So a lot of the times um, I don't work by myself, right? I, do, I don't work in isolation. I work alongside psychiatrists, psychologists, speech therapists, occupational therapists, and so on. And we're all working towards clinical goals for a specific client. So we're using, in the music therapy space, I am using 
music interventions and music and actual music making to help achieve clinical goals um, that have been set. Okay, <laughs> nicely said. Can music really relax us though? And, and, and how does that happen, Martina? Well, I'm pretty sure that you've probably used music before to help relax, but you never really thought how and why is it even possible, right? So I might get a little bit wordy. I hope that is okay. I, I know that a lot of dentists are listening in, so I know that you all like to, to hear some of these terminology. Um, so what happens when you listen to music is that it, it obviously affects the nervous system right and it does so in many different ways because music activates so many different centers simultaneously in the brain uh one of the first things that i want to, to highlight is that it actually when you start listening to music it affects the hormones that are released in your body so firstly the, the cortisol that is that is usually produced it lowers cortisol production and thereby it reduces stress because we know cortisol is the stress you know inducing Hormone. It also releases dopamine. All these feel-good hormones, you know, it activates the reward center in the brain because you're listening to something that you enjoy and you remember in the good times and automatically the body starts to release these hormones. So you're relaxing, right? It also triggers biological processes in your body. So for example, if you listen to music that's a little bit slower, it actually slows your breathing, it slows your um, your heart rate, and it slows your blood pressure. There are many studies that have shown that it actually works. So in music therapy, there is a technique that we use called entrainment, and we use it in the NICU for babies who are having difficulty regulating their heartbeat and maintaining a steady blood pressure. And what, what it does is we, we basically take music and we carry it down to a nice steady tempo, 60 beats per minute, and your body actually adapts. You start breathing in time to the music and you start, your heartbeat actually regulates and beats to the same beat of the music right so it actually works um they have so many studies showing that you could lower the heart rate doing that you could even speed up somebody's heart rate with music but usually in the medical setting we're trying to to bring it down yes so that that really speaks to the question that i was going to ask you next if there's certain genres of music that are more relaxing than others or if it you know really just has to do with the personality but I think you've kind of touched on that a little bit. Well, a little bit. So it is definitely a client-centered um, way of thinking when you when you introduce music into your practice and your space, because you're not going to play music that somebody's never heard before, because it's not going to have um, any it's not sort of resonate. Yeah, it's not going to resonate. They're not going to connect with it. They're not going to be able to identify things in it that you know give them the feel good. Um, feelings that we were talking about and releasing the dopamine. They're not going to get that. So of course you want to have music that they recognize um, and also music that they prefer. So it's usually client pre preferred music or at least music that they can make a connection with. Now with regards to the genre, that's going to be a very broad thing. So I'm not going to say definitely not this and definitely not that because again, it's client preferred. Uh, but I don't honestly think that soca music <laughs> or things that are really, really fast tempo 
uh, what you want to have to help bring somebody's heart rate down when they are in your clinical space. However, it can still be used to bring comfort and help to build rapport between the caregiver and the client, right? Because they'll be sharing some information about, you know, the time they heard the song and what they were doing in the party. And then, you know, it builds, it helps you to have a conversation that really takes away the fear that they might have in that moment and bring them to the here and now and keep them present with you in the room and also you know help them to recognize that you're just just another person this is just you know routine it's okay right and so it helps to, to really create that warm atmosphere that is usually absent from these clinical spaces yeah well you know that is such a salient point because most of us would think of music as soothing or getting you in the mood or you know making you feel happy but you're also speaking about music as a connector to bring people together reminiscing about something or having common likes Correct. And that's something that we don't often think about. Mm, that's very interesting. But that's what music has always been used as a social tool. If you think about it, go back in history, right? Music has always been used for weddings, for funerals, for the birth of a baby. Anything that is happening where the community comes together, there is music. And yeah. so you want to bring that into your clinical space as well. Um, to help relieve stress, to help calm nerves and all of these things that happen when somebody walks into a dentist's office, you know, they're like, oh gosh, I don't know how much pain I'm going to get today. Their their brain is taken away from that fear and from thinking about that, what could happen and brought into a different space where they can now identify you as just another human being who has experience like they do and you know just you know connect allow you to connect and and feel more at ease so a very important aspect of it you know so i wouldn't say don't use soca don't use fast music but it's what you're going to use it for and how you're going to use it so it's really about having very clear intentions with the music what I what I um I also want to highlight is that music can also ground you in the present. I kind of touched on it just now, saying that you know it helps you to kind of focus on the conversation and not what and not what is about to happen. And yes. music in itself is very grounding. And what I mean by that is. It, it brings you into the here and now. And this is something that is so important to my music therapy work. It's really about helping you to, helping the client and the patient in that moment to have control of that moment. And that's what where fear comes from a lot of the times because they don't have control of what is going to happen or they don't have control of what has happened in the past. Yes. All right. Yeah. And the music in itself gives them some measure of control in that moment they have the control over which music they're about to pick so they get to choose the music they have control over their body because a lot of the times when we listen to music we tap along to it whether it's our foot or a hand or you know we are caribbean people we will move (laughs) all right and so just embodying the music in itself also helps to ground somebody in that moment um so yeah that's definitely another way to use music to help you know relieve stress 
and to help lower heart rate and all of these great things. So, you know, Martina, sometimes when I have my autistic clients, they'll come in with their special music and they'll put on their headsets and that helps to calm and soothe them. So as you were speaking, I could relate to some of what you were saying in a very specific way, mm -hmm. um, thinking about that example. But yeah. yeah. Um, is had there a useful for them because it 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 kind of gives them something to hold on to that they're used to in an unfamiliar space because usually persons with autism they they cling to um, routine and they cling to things that they know and so coming into a space that they don't usually come into is very very traumatic for them and so that that is going to be a big helpful tool um in the in your clinical space mm -hmm. tell me martina does it make a difference whether you're listening to background music that is playing generally or having headsets on where you kind of lock out the world and just tune in is there a difference in how you listen to music and how it helps you Definitely. So again, intentional music listening is very different from just background music. So what I definitely don't want to recommend is that you just put on any old CD or any radio station and it just play any background. That's just going to be background noise. That's all it is. It's not, it's not um, helping your client to achieve any state of comfort or state of relaxation. Um, you know, unless some random song happens to come on that they recognize, but that's going to be happenstance. That is not controlled, right? And so you want to have music that is intentional, whether it is on speakers that everybody can hear and share together. As, as I've mentioned, there are reasons that you would want to share in a music moment with your patient or your client. But um, some clients might not want to share their music with you and that's okay. Some persons are more reserved and that is going to give them more comfort, you know, having something they can hear for themselves, by themselves, they connect with and, you know, um, feel comforted in themselves. That works for some persons. So I would say have both options of um, surround sound that everybody can listen to or earbuds, but always intentional music. Let it all be intentional. Okay, I love that. So, what musical recommendations would you make for the dental office and the dental team? Well, um, I, I would like to recommend, you know, usually you have an intake form that you guys have. That's something that you can add to your intake form. What's your preferred music? Could be a question at the end of the form. So that when they come into the, the, the space with you, you already have something to start a conversation with. Hey, I see you like to listen to Bob Marley. Hey, I see you like to listen to this. I like that too. And that all automatically starts to help build that rapport between you and your client. Um, and then, of course, you can have, have them select the music before you're about to do whichever procedure it is and so forth. And you can have the team involved in that. Um, and, of course, it, it helps to, to make it more of a community experience uh, uh, and, and helps the client to feel as though they're really cared for and it's not just, you know, just another practice. They're just taking my money 
it, you know, it really gives, a, it takes your, your practice to another level. It really, really gives that warm, inviting, you know, this is a place where we take care of you <laughs> kind yes. of. Um, a personalized so. feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. I had not thought about musical preferences on the intake form, but that's that's something to think about. <laughs> well, sure. it's all my forms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I this is why a really great way to, to you know start a conversation. It's a really good conversation starter. Absolutely, absolutely, and I have not yet met a person who doesn't like music. Exactly. They differ are the types of music we like to listen to, or we all like music. I know for me, um, when I am keyed up, if I can listen to music while I walk, I come back physically feeling different, nice. better, more relaxed. So music is good therapy after it all. <laughs> it always is. Well, wait, hmm, always. Hmm. When used intentionally, it, it yes. usually is. <laughs> I, I, I have made note of your special word. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm really saying it over and over because a lot of the times persons, they'll put on music in their house. They'll have it while they're driving, as you said, while you're walking. But if you don't have an intentional playlist that you've put together yourself or you don't have, you know, things that you have specifically put in there that you, you know when you hear it, there's an effect on your body and on your mind and on your spirit and your psyche and everything, then it's not going to get you the results that you're hoping to get. And so it needs to be intentional. Love that. So, you know, I always like to end my podcast with a quote. Is there one that you'd like to share? Or if not, I can share one with you. Well, there are many, but uh, I think I will let you share one. I'm, I'm going to let you share one today. <laughs> okay, so my quote comes from Hans Christian Andersen, and it says, where words fail, music speaks. <laughs> Isn't <that> truth? <laughs> that is true. Where words fail, music speaks. This has been such a wonderful conversation, Martina. Can you tell me if my listeners would like to get in contact with you, what's the best way to find you? Hmm, uh, they can contact me via email. So Martina, M-A-R-T-I-N-A, at solaricenter.com. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, next time I'll have to learn a little Trinis. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt your accent. You will, you will die laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Martina, thank you for such a wonderful time of learning about the thing that all of us know about but had no idea could be so therapeutic. Music. <laughs> Indeed. I, I thank you so much for inviting me and such wonderful questions that really kind of get into you know, the nitty gritty of it and, and help you to understand a little better about how powerful music can really be in your space as well. Thank you. Thank you.
Well, didn't Martina give us some awesome pearls? I mean, we all knew about music, but there's so much that we did not think about. Who really thought about the fact that music decreases cortisone and increases dopamine? So it decreases our stress and gives us that really good feeling vibe. And we know that music can affect us physically because we can feel a difference. But isn't it interesting what she said about music being used to regularize a baby's heartbeat? Fascinating. I love this suggestion about finding out the genre of music that our patients like and perhaps ensuring that that's played during the visit. Or maybe we could encourage them to bring along their playlist and pop in their earbuds so that they can listen and be soothed while we treat them. And finally, I just love this quote, where words fail, music speaks. So let's speak on. (laughs) Listen, life is better when we live, learn, and grow together. If you haven't subscribed, find us on YouTube, Spotify, Google, or Apple. Subscribe so you'll never miss a podcast. See you the next time.